These days, spring springs earlier than it used to. Much earlier. A study in the International Journal of Climatology, I'll assume you do not have a subscription, reports that since the late 1940s, spring in the United States has been arriving earlier and earlier. Summers, too at a rate of more than one and a half days per decade. Which means that spring now starts approximately ten days earlier than it did right after World War II. In Europe, the creep is similar. It's estimated that by century's end, early-onset spring will arrive more than three weeks earlier than it did just two to three generations ago. In some places, nearly a month earlier. The effect on coasts tends to be more pronounced. With this change comes a longer growing season, which for allergy sufferers means lots more sneezing, wheezing, itching, and other annoying, frequently debilitating challenges. Allergy tends not to get the respect that other medical conditions do. It's often portrayed as an inconvenience rather than a sometimes life-altering situation. In my practice, I see many patients, young, older, middle-aged, who have never before had seasonal allergy but are experiencing it for the first time. The question so many of them ask me, Why is this happening? The answer is one of the many reasons I was driven to write this book. We are in the midst of an allergy explosion. An estimated 30% of Americans, or roughly 100 million people, suffer from allergy and asthma. A Gallup study puts the figure at 50%. Globally, allergy affects 20 to 40% of the population. The rate in urban environments has increased for the past half century. In the United Kingdom, it's estimated that up to half of all kids suffer from some allergic condition. Once upon a time, you knew a few people with allergies. Maybe more than that if your family or neighbors were genetically unlucky enough to have a disposition. More on the genetics of allergy in Chapter 2. Now, probably you know or know of five to ten times that number. While many are born wired for their allergic condition, it may be that the environments we now inhabit, both outdoor and in, the behaviors we engage in, the products we use, and the foods we consume have all changed enough in a short time that we are confronted by a genuinely new reality. The uptick has occurred not just in one or two kinds of allergy. It spans the spectrum. It's seen in seasonal allergies and allergic respiratory disease, including asthma. Between 2001 and 2009, the number of Americans diagnosed with asthma grew by over 5 million across all demographics. It's seen in food allergies. The CDC says that food allergy in children rose by half again between 1997 and 2011. The rate of peanut allergy doubled in the last decade. The European Academy of Allergy and Clinical Immunology reported a 700% rise over the last decade in allergic reactions among European kids. Why is this happening? In many cases, allergy triggers the source of the scourge, exposure to which sets off an immune system reaction ranging from unpleasant to activity-limiting to debilitating to deadly, have gotten bigger, 
batter, and way more prevalent. Ragweed, the central culprit behind fall hay fever for those residing in regions with seasonal climates, is growing faster and bigger in many places, and blooming longer, with more pollen per plant and possibly more potent allergic potential. Combine this with other environmental troubles, such as human-generated air pollutants, and it creates a potential synergistic, amplified impact on your health.